1: Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. Yes, that is Critical Mass Business Talk Show. And I am your host, Rick Franzi. And oh, do we have a good guest for you today, ladies and gentlemen. This is one of our very special nonprofit-focused episodes. And Sloane Keane, who is the CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters, is our guest. Hi, Sloane.
0: Hi, Rick. Thanks for having me.
1: I'm excited to have you tell the story. But let's start with your journey, kind of Give us a little bit of your background and then the motivation and the inspiration you had for joining Big Brothers Big Sisters.
0: Yeah, happy to. So my um, I I like to say I entered in through the front door of the nonprofit community. So my background is all sales and marketing. It's on the other side of the fence. So I went to school, actually grew up here in Orange County. Um, I graduated from modern day. Go Monarchs. Um and then I went to school all the way back east. So I went to Penn State, graduated, um, moved to New York. So I, I started my career in New York City um uh, working for the Discovery Networks, Discovery Channel back in the day when um cable was was in its infancy. So it was a it was a fun time to be young in New York, um, working off no money but having a great time. <laughs> and um and then I realized that you know it takes a lot of money to live in New York, but uh my career ultimately took me back to California, up to LA, um, where I switched from TV to print. So my my whole first fifteen career, fifteen years of my career, was um, all sorts of different uh, media mediums. And when I moved back to Orange County, ultimately, roughly ten years ago now, um, I felt like there was something missing in my life, and I ultimately became a volunteer. I became a volunteer with Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, in our vernacular, I became a big sister. And I, I met the organization. I am um, a long um, uh, advocate and, and supporter of mentorship. In fact, I've been the recipient of many mentors in my life. And it was a really cool opportunity to give back to a young woman in the community and as they say, one foot in front of the other, I right. thought, wow, you need some help with marketing. This is really, this is, this is, this is, this is definitely some opportunity here. And I thought, you know, you really need help with fundraising. <laughs> and a year later, I found myself with a job offer to come on board and help them run development. And that was literally 10 years ago. Hmm. And that is when my nonprofit career started. Um, and I say, I made the right turn. A right turn in my
1: life very interesting great uh earlier when we were talking i let you know that i was from pennsylvania and know penn state well I went to the rival college university of pittsburgh but you know hey we're all good now right so let's uh let, let's put that in the past and just maybe i'm sure many in our audience listening live today or later on as a podcast know of the organization but why don't you fill it in a little bit more for us? Tell me about the mission, the vision. What is Big Brother, Big Sister's role? I know you're responsible for Orange County and the Inland Empire. Give us a sense for the mission and vision.
0: Yeah, I always joke that um, everybody from Pitt, I said, just because we beat you at Penn State, doesn't, 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 <laughs> you State, right? just you know, so. oh,
1: it's hard to heal. Those scars yeah. are hard to heal.
0: That's true. Um, so you know, having a century-old brand is 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 a a positive and a negative, right? Everyone's afraid of you. Um, but who are you really? What do you do? What impact do we have on the community? So um uh, to kind of take a step back, uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters nationally is celebrating its 120th year. So we are one of the oldest and largest organizations philanthropically in the country. Uh, We actually started back in New York, in New York City. Uh, There were a few circuit court judges about 120 years ago who started to detect a certain theme for particularly young men, um, young men of color at the time who were standing in front of them in their courts, in their juvenile courts. And one of the things that they started to string together is these young men had um, really no positive male role model in their lives. So um, very early on, over a century ago, the idea sort of started to um, bubble up, what if? What if there was a positive role model? What if there was an alternative on a positive end to what the negative um, life choices they have made? Would their lives be different? And I can tell you unequivocally, research-backed and and all the like, that um, proof of concept is true. So for 120 years, we've been keeping kids out of jail. But for the last, let's call it 75 years, we've really focused on if you're staying out of jail, then you're staying in school. So if we have you in school, then let's focus on the future. And really, over the last 25 years, particularly in Orange County, we focused on um, what does that path forward look like, and what does a positive role model, a mentor, do in order to help you get there. So today, our tagline is a um, is a friend for life and a pathway to a future. And if you've had, I should ask you, Rick, have you had a mentor? Is there anybody in your life?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, as you were thinking, I was reflecting back on them. Different ones at different times in my life, but yes.
0: Yeah, I mean it's really it's amazing. I have yet to meet any successful person, um, actor, athlete, CEO, who got there alone. You know, and that's really where it doesn't matter what zip code you grew up in or where you live, um, but everybody has had somebody lean in and say, I see you, I believe in you and I support you. And at the end of the day, it's the easiest thing to do. And it is the most important and hardest thing for most of our young kids today to realize.
1: That's so powerful. As you were talking, I'll take a sidestep just for a personal, uh, he wasn't a mentor, but he was an inspiration when I was in high school I come from Western Pennsylvania, blue collar family. My dad was a steel worker and we were at a friend's house, Janelle's, and we were hanging out and her dad came home and he drove up in his car. He got out of the car, opened up the trunk and pulled out a bag of clubs, golf clubs. And I can remember it to this day. And this was a few years ago. I thought, wow. That's a future that I could see myself living in. And so it was just an inspirational moment that really was something different than maybe a lot that I had seen growing up in my childhood. So,
0: well, and that's it, right? It's exposure, it's access and exposure, you know, and, and in our academic speak, it's social and economic mobility. And that is what we're looking for um, in any zip code, but particularly for those who, who are underserved.
1: So so let's talk about that because, you know, many times people outside, let's say people back on the beautiful campus in Happy Valley, they might hear Orange County, California, and they would think, oh, Newport Beach, Laguna, the rich people and the beautiful lifestyle. But uh, Orange County has more than that, doesn't it? There are a lot of underserved communities in our beautiful county.
0: There are there are. And it's and it's and it's an interesting dichotomy because I will tell you that, um, you know, Orange County it has a um, an interesting reputation. Um, thank you to our Housewife series and <laughs> uh, you know, all of the CW and the teeny boppers. Yes, we have the beach. Uh, but, you know, what's interesting is, uh, you know, Anaheim has the highest child sex uh, trafficking rate in uh, the country, if you didn't know that. I did not know that. um, There's pockets of Huntington Beach that are uh, incredibly dangerous. Um, Santa Ana, here's a fun fact, is the youngest city in the nation. And translation, there are more young young women having children in Santa Ana. There are throughout the rest of the country. So, you know, everybody has their pockets and and everybody has their neighborhoods. But what Orange County does have is they have a thriving business community. Right. And so how do we connect some of our underserved communities with that thriving business community? And therein lies the intersection of where I am very passionate in terms of workforce development, um, closing the skilled labor gap. How do we create more career ready youth that are endemic to Orange County who are not leaving to go to Austin or San Francisco? Are people going to San Francisco anymore? I don't know. But, you know, there are so many very cool, fun cities, particularly for our graduates. Um, And there's a great there's a great, uh, you know, there's a great graduating class here that um, for several reasons is not going to leave. So how do we pour into them?
1: I'm wondering, because you have dual responsibility, you have Orange County, you also have the Inland Empire. I'm wondering, do yeah. you notice differences in the needs, Sloan, between Orange County and the Inland Empire, or are they common?
0: You know, there, there are there are nuances. You know, at the end of the day, you know, all, all kids, all youth, all young adults, all adults, period, um, they, need, they need a positive role model, right? Um, Orange County is more corporate. Riverside San Bernardino is, is a little bit more entrepreneurial, family businesses, um, government, um, but, but the need is great amongst everyone.
1: I see we have a uh, message from Leo Bateri from LinkedIn. He's listening to us live right now, Sloan. He says, as you can see on the screen, I was a big brother during my college years in Florida, an incredibly enriching and rewarding experience.
0: Oh, Leo, we, you and I have something in common. So I was just looking up the current stats on volunteerism and the only state worst in California is Florida. So thank you. Thank you for your service. Uh, we, I know it's a very... Uh, expensive um communities that we live in but um but being a big brother is is tantamount to nothing
1: so thank so, you so so that that leo's post actually kind of pointed me in a different direction which is not just the benefit that the mentees are receiving by having a role model but as leo said an incredibly enriching and rewarding experience that's from the maybe from a mentor's perspective as well isn't it
0: it is. And, I, you know, I've, again, yet to meet any mentor who tells me that they didn't receive the same, if not more, out of this experience um, as the mentee. So it is in, in volunteerism, uh, you know, today, let me just talk about, you know, in a post-COVID environment, the best thing you can do if, if you're looking to uh, connect your community, reduce your mental health strain, is is to help someone else right, is to lean in, is to be a support. And, um, and the intrinsic the reward okay. is, is high.
1: So, so that leads me to something that you and I touched on when we were getting to know each other earlier today. And that is what you're observing as far as volunteerism goes. Can, can you, you mentioned Florida as well as California, but can you give us more insight into that area?
0: Yeah, you know, and, and there's a lot of reasons for this, right? You know, the world is more expensive than it's ever been. People are working harder than they ever have. Um, you know, post COVID, I think we're, we're more ironically technology, technologically connected, but emotionally disconnected. And for a myriad of those reasons, it's really led to a steep decline in your typical volunteerism. And particularly when we call what we do with Big Brothers Big Sisters, where um, it's more of a consistent presence, um, less of a one-off. Mm-hmm. It's a tier two, a tier two volunteerism. Um, it, it's really it's an epidemic. You know, I, it, we are driving the train in the wrong direction. We need connection. We need support. <laughs> we need to lean in. Um, and 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 I'm here to tell you how to do it.
1: So I uh, I'm curious as well if I, if you don't mind I'd like kind of a follow-up question in this area because I'm, I'm reflecting again on Leo's post that he was a big brother uh during his college years and is this volunteerism volunteerism issue a uh, 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 a cohort issue from uh age is it that the younger cohorts are not doing it or is it across all age demographics long
0: you know it it, it is that's a great question. It's across all demographics. So if you look at national statistics over 10 years, you'll see that there it's been a steady decline post COVID. It's been a steep cliff roughly. I looked at before we came on. So it looks like, um, so the state of California has seen a 28% decline in formal volunteering since 2017. And you yeah, know that's just our state alone. And again, there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, But at the end of the day, um, the impact, the impact that you can make a couple hours a month in anyone's life has a domino, a multiplier effect to our community.
1: So what is the commitment for Big Brothers Big Sisters then? Maybe we have some people that are listening that say, "Well, well, maybe I should get involved.
0: So it's, it's actually it's a it's a it's a fairly low commitment based on what people what people think. So what we're looking for is working. We're looking for a minimum of a year. OK, obviously, the goal is to have a friend for a lifetime, but we're looking for, for a minimum of a year and we're looking for two outings a month, a couple hours apiece. Um, and honestly, we're looking for someone to show up, show up consistently for a kid.
1: And how do you match them? How do you select the right mentee-mentor relationship?
0: Well, you know, for, for 100 years, we did it off of interviewing. Uh, then we brought in fingerprinting. And now, now, thanks to the technology of online dating, we can actually add behavioral science into <laughs> what we're doing. We have a bunch of algorithms now that, uh, that really do back up at the end of the day, there is nothing like having a conversation with somebody and really understanding. You know, Rick, you'd make a great big brother, right? What are you looking for? Um, how? What does success look like for you in this relationship? And then matching you with a family that's looking to do the same. And you know, today we have sort of two tracks, right? We've got some families who are truly in crisis, right? You know, maybe. Uh, maybe one of the family members is incarcerated, maybe they had a higher level of neglect, abuse, violence. Um, And that's that's one track and that that child needs one set of um, like a a mentor to really step into that space. Then we have a whole different group of just kind of first generation families here in Orange County who Mm -hmm. are doing the best they can, uh, but really don't have the exposure or the access academically. Um, and and they want to set their child up for success. So, um, maybe Rick, you'd be a great skills-based volunteer, right? Where a young man is just looking for how do I, what's that next step? How do I get into college? And then how do I access a career post-college? Right. And, um, and you cannot be what you cannot see. So, you know, a lot of these, um, first generation families, um, they're true heroes, frankly. I mean, they, Know the hubris of 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 mom to raise her hand and say, "Hey, I'm doing the best I can, but I can't do everything for my kid, and I really want to set my kid up for success." So it's it's a really interesting time where, yes, you know, back to the beginning of our conversation, 100 years ago, we were looking at youth crime prevention. Um, That is still sometimes the case. the the reduction of risky behavior. But more often these days, it's really how do I succeed? What is the pathway forward? Um, how do I create, you know, my future career and get there, right?
1: So many times when we do a version of the show that is focused on nonprofits, it becomes clear that the need is greater than the ability to support the need. Is that the case for you with Big Brothers, Big Sisters?
0: always always yeah so we have an inverse supply and demand we have plenty of youth who are looking for a mentor and you know my 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 goal constantly is to look for mentors um out there in the community who want to come in and learn about us and and potentially give up their time
1: that's fantastic you know one of the things that i wanted to ask you about a little bit off of this subject but in the zeitgeist of today's world, and that's artificial intelligence. And I'm wondering, from your perspective, how do you see AI influencing or impacting your your organization or the nonprofit sector?
0: Yeah, so now I'm going to put my business hat on, right? I have, um, as a nonprofit CEO, your equal parts politician, political <laughs> activist, motivator, <laughs> right. and operator. Now, now I'm going to put my business hat on. You know. Um, as a as a nonprofit CEO, you have to be incredibly uh, creative. You have to do more with less, right? When I'm talking about resources. And so the currency to Big Brothers, Big Sisters is communication right um setting up I mean at, at best my team is you know finds screens and supports and trains these amazing relationships so our ability to communicate is critical and um, right now we're we're really looking at AI across the board you know how do we harness that from an efficiency standpoint you know um, every one of our contacts, um, has case notes prior or post the, the the conversation? So how do you add AI into all of the conversations so it automatically populates within our CRM? Um, you talk about funding. You know the majority of a lot of our funding comes from grants. How do we utilize AI in terms of of grant writing to write better, quicker, more effectively? Reporting of the grants. And then you gotta look at marketing. So for every Rick, for every Rick big brother I'm looking to find, I have to market for you. That means that it's called client acquisition for-profit side of the fence. So I have to find you, I have to talk to you, and I got to hit you three, four, six, seven times in order for you to come in. So, you know, having a um, a marketing team is essential. How deep that team goes depends on how efficiently we can use AI in order to find more rigs, Right. Um, and to better articulate in the language that Rick wants to come and then be part of our organization. Mm-hmm. So across the board, um, I'll quote um, it's everyone's favorite AI guide. NVIDIA It was at mm-hmm. the LAOC, their workforce summit the other day. And Keith Stryer said, I think he did it best where he said, you know, the worst thing you can do in this space is nothing because you're handing a competitive advantage to all of Um, to all of your, all of your competitors. And so to whatever extent that means something to you, um, the worst thing you can do is nothing.
1: I love that. Thank you for passing that along. I really appreciate it. Sloan, we only have a little bit of time left, but I'm wondering what, what's the vision? Where do you, where are you, where are you taking Big Brothers Big Sisters? Where
0: are we going? Well, I will tell you that my goal is to be the Nike Swish of mentorship. So you're going to see this be and you're going to think mentorship, bigger, stronger, better. So right now, you know, for 100 years, we've we've really been in this youth space and will continue to be in that space. But as we continue to walk alongside our youth now through their post-secondary um, education and then into their first careers, what role can we play in that space? Right. How can we be partners to the corporate sector and really help them? Um, find career ready individuals that are career ready graduates. Um, Everybody knows that, um, you know, that, that we are not educators and we are not employers. But if it was so easy to navigate that chasm, right, everybody would be doing it. So what space does mentorship play in social capital development, economic mobility, access not to just your first job, but then to that next one, right? And making sure that once you're in that job, you stay. In that job. Um, so I think there's a lot of really cool um, best practices that we over 100 years have figured out. And now how do we apply that to an older population to really play a, a key role in this next phase?
1: Well, that is really exciting and inspiring. And I really am glad that you're a guest here today on the radio show. I wonder if someone would like to reach out to you, Sloan, or learn more about Big Brothers Big Sisters. How do they do that?
0: Well, the old fashioned way, because we're getting so technologically advanced is ocbigs.org. Um, or, you know, you can email me. I am so good at responding. So I'm skeen at ocbigs.org. You can follow me on LinkedIn. I try to be as thought leading and provoking as possible. Um, and you can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and all of the, all of the hot topics. But if, if, if there's anything I can leave you with, Um, come kick our tires you know come see what we're about and i want to show you how we can change your life
1: sloan i am so glad you've been on the show i said at the top we had a great show planned because you were our guest and you certainly delivered and i appreciate your time today thank you
0: well might be back i'm happy to come anytime
1: of course so we'll have Haley do that i'd like to thank the guests as well you've been a part of orange county's longest running business talk show Sloan's interview now becomes a part of our catalog of over 1,400 interviews. If you happen to be an Orange County entrepreneur or a nonprofit leader and you have a story that you would like to share, reach out to me. I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I on LinkedIn. Uh, That's also our company's website, rickfranzi.com. would love to talk to you about being a future guest on the program. And until the next time we all have a chance to be together, I hope all of your decisions will move your organization in a positive direction.